guys. Most of you already know me. My name is Chelsea Zilla, and I am 26 years old. I'm so excited to be able to share my story with you today and talk about what it means to, for this generation to expand the community, especially to think about what it means to welcome and understand people with disabilities. Great Are You, Lord, is my favorite worship song. When I first heard it, I loved it. The part that says, your breath in my lungs means so much in my life because I have had two lung blasters post-op and I now only have 40% lung capacity. I believe God truly saved my life in both those circumstances. He is breathing for me. It's so special for me to be a part of the well, not only because Kevin is my brother-in-law, it is so nice to come each week to support him and to be with my family, but also to be with your kids in the nursery and hopefully expand your mind as parents and expose your children to diversity. Me and Amanda and Kevin have had countless conversations about how Landon and Kinsley are going to grow up not seeing any difference in a person who is in a wheelchair to a person who is able-bodied. And that is so cool. Of course, they are going to have questions one day. It is only natural, and I can't wait for that. It's already starting to happen with Landon. And it is my prayer that we can raise all our children this way. So that, so if your kids, or maybe even you yourself, have questions, feel, please feel free to come and talk to me tonight or whenever. Let's keep the conversation going so we can all learn and grow and maybe when your kids go to school if they meet a little boy or a girl with a disability they will not stare but just say hello if you are wondering i was born with corona vista that is why i'm in a wheelchair i have never been able to walk i had a lot of surgeries when i was young and sometimes i still get sick spina bifida means split spine in latin my type of spina bifida is myelomeningocele, which is the most severe type. I am paralyzed from the waist down. Because my spine was not fully formed when I was born, the fluid that naturally drains from my spinal column doesn't drain to the rest of my body. It is backed up into my brain. This is called hydrocephalus. To repair this, when I was a baby, the doctors put a pump in, which is called a stunt. This allows the fluid to drain from my head to my abdomen. The first thing I want to say is that it's so important for the world to understand that a person with a disability is no different than a person who is able-bodied. We all have a desire for love. We all have dreams and goals. I have always loved baking, and when I was in high school, I started to think that I could do it as a career. Now I am a baker and a business owner, and I invite new bakers by Chelsea. When I, was done, when I was done high school, I started to look for a job in a bakery. This is my passion. 
but no bakeries would hire me because I am a real cook. They didn't want the hassle of dealing with the one cake, the special needs. This was a frustrating time in my life. I was qualified, but no one was willing to take the chance on me. I did find the help of my family and friends. They believed in my dreams and wouldn't let me give up. They encouraged me to go to culinary school so that I could learn the skills that I would need to own my own business. So that is what I did. I did a one-year culinary program at St. Charles Adult Learning Center. They were very accommodating. There were stairs going into the classroom for our sessions, so the school put in an elevator to make it more accessible. They also had a lower working table for me. Everyone there was willing to help me. Now I have graduated my culinary school and I work on my own business using space to bake in a commercial kitchen. So where do we fit in the congregation? This is the key question that all the people I have met with a disability, physical or developmental, have struggled with for so long. This is how it, also how I know in my heart that we are all the same. Because everyone at some point in their own life is going to ask the same question, where do I fit in? Human belonging is the basic issue of that the church is the response to this leadership community. If you want to follow along with me in your Bibles, I'm going to be reading a story from the Gospel of Luke, chapters 5, verses 18 to 26. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find the way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, your friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who, who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praises to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. We can see from this story that God was, was deeply concerned about the man's spiritual healing. This passage is so often seen only about physical healing. But he only did this to show the Pharisees that he was the son of God. I remember one time when I was at a prayer meeting at my church. We were split up into small groups and asked to pray for one another. The couple I was with asked me to pray that their son with autism would be healed. I remember feeling really uncomfortable about this. I didn't want to do it. I didn't feel right about praying for full healing of a disability because God has given me peace and strength to deal with my struggles. So instead of praying for healing for this boy, I prayed for the parents. I prayed that they would have the strength and the courage and the compassion 
to deal with being the parents of a child with a disability. I believe God can heal any disability, physical or developmental. This story in the Bible proves that. But for me, I've come to realize that God has given me an identity and a as a person with a disability. It is my hope that by spreading the word about this issue, that people's hearts and minds will be open and that together we can treat every individual we meet with compassion and respect. Everyone has some challenge to live with, and part of this story shows how we can help others who are in need. I want to focus on the four men in the story. They were amazing people. They carried their friend on a mat and tried to take him into the house to put him in front of Jesus. They recognized that it was important for this man to have the opportunity to be with Jesus. So they tried to help him do this. When they couldn't get him through the first time, they tried again. I think this story is a perfect example that we do not live in a perfectly accessible world. And that's okay. What is most important in the story is that people can care so much for us that they are willing to take the time and the energy to make things work for us. A lot of people I know have stories like the man's story in the gospel of Luke. We have stories of people going the extra mile to help us, and that is so encouraging. One of the many stories that I can think of that shows this compassion is from when I was in grade six. I had a really great teacher. He loved to take the kids out on field trips, and he often took his kids on hikes. When I was in his class, he wanted me to be able to participate. So he came up with a trail rider. I would sit in it, kind of like a modern-day chariot, and four people would each hold a handle on the side, and I could go along the trails with the class. The teacher expanded the community by, by making an a, a way to include me. Things are improving in our society. Buses are fully accessible, and most businesses have either push buttons or ramps. But there is still a long way to go. There are frustrations that those of us with physical disabilities have to deal with. Anyone who's in a wheelchair or a walker knows these frustrations. One of those comes with winter. Winter and wheelchairs do not mix. When it snows, there's almost no point in trying to go out with the snow on the ground. But it's not just the weather. I can't tell you how many times I've decided not to, not to do something or go somewhere with friends because of fear of it not being accessible. Or rather, uh, we are not included. People simply do not understand that we are capable, so we are often not asked to go along. So what can Christians do or think about to help? First, ask, how can I help you? Maybe you could offer to pick up someone's groceries, or maybe help give them a ride to church or Bible study. If there's a plan to go to the mall or to a movie, offer to give us a ride so we can come. The men in the story helped, and when they had an obstacle, they tried even harder. They made it happen. Think about the obstacles that they had to overcome. They lifted their man, this man through the roof while having everyone staring at them. Not because they had to. They could have said, oh well, we tried. But they believed it was the right thing to do. 
too. Think about accessibility. One way is to shovel your sidewalks and driveways in the winter and keep walkways and entrances clear of clutter. If you can think about people in walkers or wheelchairs in the places you live and work, you can make life easier for those of us with a physical disability. Three, help us to belong. The friends in the gospel story showed by their actions that this paralyzed man was important. They included him and made his life better. When churches have Bible studies in people's homes, it does make a nice, relaxed place for people to be together. It is also a good way to invite non-believers without them having, having to go to church. But remember that this home study can be a real challenge for individuals with a physical disability because the majority of homes are not accessible. We then are left out and unable to participate, which can be very isolating. Think about how you can help us feel like we do belong. Notice that in verse 20, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friends, your sins are forgiven. He acknowledged the men's efforts to to help this man, so he healed the man. Even if they had failed to lower the man, Jesus would have done this. The point for Jesus was that they tried. We don't need to be perfect. God values us trying, and he will take care of the rest. My verse in my life is 1 Timothy 4.12. I've always liked this verse because I think it applies to my disability. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example to believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. I don't let anyone look down on me because I am disabled, but I try to be an example in the way I live my life with positivity. Um, And my faith that God has made me this way for a purpose. I'm grateful for the opportunity to spread the peace.